0: We Here
1: is
2: October the 10th, a Tuesday. It's the Feast of St. Daniel Comboni. Let's begin by praying Psalm 130, the De Profundis, which we'll hear at Mass today. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Out of the depths I cry to you, O Lord, Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to my voice in supplication. If you, O Lord, mark iniquities, Lord, who can stand? But with you is forgiveness, that you may be revered. Let Israel wait for the Lord, for with the Lord is kindness, and with him is plenteous redemption, and he will redeem Israel from all their iniquities. If you, O Lord, mark iniquities, who can stand? Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. It is a better way to start a Tuesday morning—the Sunrise Morning Show here on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Matt Sway. Anna Mitchell has news. Paul Lockman at the controls. And up this hour, we have much of which to speak. Uh, we have much of which to speak every hour. But uh, this morning, <laughs> we're going to be talking uh, to—actually, I just lost my notes. Um, there it is. We're going to be talking to Father Boniface Hicks. More thoughts on personal prayer. Uh, We're going to get into interiority and spend actually a little time on that concept over the next few weeks with him. We'll discuss the census fidei with Marlon De La Torre. Maybe you've thought uh, about that or heard that term tossed around and wondered what it meant. We'll discuss that with Marlon. Dr. John Papino is giving a lecture tonight for the Institute of Catholic Culture about conquering the barbarians. And uh, there are a lot of you for whom your ancestors were barbarians. So we'll uh, get into what that's all about as well. So stay with us if you can. Right now, it is two minutes past the hour. Here's Anna Mitchell with news.
3: Good morning. Religious leaders in the Holy Land are calling for peace as violence continues between Israel and the Palestinian militant group Hamas. At least 11 Americans are among the dead after surprise attacks on Israel triggered the start of an all-out war over the weekend. The White House announced the new death toll in a statement from President Biden. Biden said they are still working to confirm but believe it's likely that American citizens are being held by Hamas. The president said this is not a distant tragedy and the ties between Israel and the U.S. run deep. Meanwhile, the patriarchs and heads of churches of the Holy Land are condemning the violence in the region and calling for peace and justice. From Vatican Radio, Lisa Zingarini reports.
4: Pope Francis' impassioned appeal for peace in the Holy Land during the Sunday Angelus is one of the several voices from churches around the world calling for an immediate de-escalation of the unprecedented violence unleashed by Hamas against Israel two days ago, along with the Latin Patriarchate of Jerusalem, which has also called for preserving the status quo in the Holy Land, Patriarchs, and heads of the churches in the Holy City have joined in urging for the immediate cessation of all violent and military activities that bring harm to civilians on both sides and in expressing solidarity with the people of the region who are enduring the devastating consequences of continued strife. In a statement issued in the wake of Hamas attack, they unequivocally condemn any acts that target civilians, regardless of their nationality, ethnicity or faith the church leaders in jerusalem further implore political leaders and authorities to engage in sincere dialogue seeking lasting solutions that promote justice peace and reconciliation for the people of this land who have endured the burdens of conflict for far too long they also urged the international community to redouble its efforts to mediate a just and lasting peace in the Holy Land based on equal rights for all and on international legitimacy. I am Lisa Zengarini.
3: House Republicans appear divided on a new Speaker of the House. Lawmakers held what was described as an emotional two-hour meeting last night over the party's leadership situation after Kevin McCarthy was ousted last week. More meetings are scheduled for this week, while a vote to fill the House Speakership could happen as soon as Wednesday. Two candidates have stepped up to fill the role, Ohio Republican Jim Jordan and House Majority Leader Steve Scalise of Louisiana. President Biden has been interviewed by the special counsel leading an investigation into his handling of classified documents. Mark Mayfield has a story.
5: In a statement, the White House said the voluntary interview was conducted at the White House Sunday and Monday. It adds that Biden and the White House are cooperating with the probe and being transparent. Special counsel Robert Hur was appointed earlier this year after classified materials from Biden's time as vice president were found at his Delaware home and at an old office in Washington, D.C. I'm Mark Mayfield.
3: The American Heart Association is identifying a new medical condition. The condition reflects strong links between obesity, diabetes and heart and kidney disease according to an advisory they released. It's called Cardiovascular Kidney Metabolic Syndrome or CKM for short. The American Heart Association is recognizing CKM in an effort to diagnose and treat people at risk of dying from cardiovascular disease. Sooner, And the National League Division Series continued yesterday. The Arizona Diamondbacks moved within one win of their first NLCS appearance since 2007 with a 4-2 takedown of the Dodgers in Los Angeles. The D-backs scored three runs in the top of the first and starting pitcher Zach Gallen put together five strong frames of work to help Arizona take a 2-0 series lead back to Phoenix In Atlanta, meanwhile, Austin Riley hit a two-run shot to propel the Braves to a 5-4 comeback win over the Philadelphia Phillies at Truist Park. The Braves tied the series at one game apiece with Game 3 in Philly set for Wednesday. In ALDS action, the Houston Astros visit the Minnesota Twins and the Baltimore Orioles visit the Texas Rangers today. The Rangers are up on the O's 2-0, while the Astros and Twins series... Is tied at one game apiece.
2: We could have somebody eliminated today if the Orioles don't come with it.
3: mm mm-hmm. And it'll be true.
2: very interesting to see how the Astros Twins things shape down. It, yeah. shapes, it shakes out. I'm uh, I'm kind of following the Twins. Uh, yeah. There's, uh, there's some interesting things, some some good storylines with the Twins.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's the kind land of fun of a thousand, because it's
2: ten thousand rakes. as It were rakes, huh? Yeah, they're the ones who like they have the. You know how people have their dugout celebrations, Mm-hmm. and they're the ones who have like the fly fishing jacket.
3: With oh, really?
2: Little Snoopy pole when they get the home run. Nice. The Reds were doing Viking stuff. Viking this year. hat,
3: yeah, yeah.
2: There's, there's, they're all honestly, these, the dugout celebrations are kind of like a. They're
3: kind of silly, I guess. It gets them, um, you know. Amped. It's up. something to, to, to bring up the bandit, I suppose. Is that what it's for, to bring up the fan base?
2: Yeah, I think it's to sell more merch. It's like, I want one of those Land of 10,000 Rakes fly Snoopy fishing vests.
3: Snoopy Poles. Yeah.
2: Okay. Snoopy Pole. I think that's what it's for. Oh. The Sunrise Morning Show continues. I'm Matt Swaim, joined now by Father Boniface Hicks, and he is the author, along with Father Thomas Acklin, of Personal Prayer, A Guide to Receiving the Father's Love. It's a great book for anyone who's looking to figure out, you know, how do I pray as a Catholic? Father Boniface, good morning. Good morning, Matt. Great to be with you. So we're going to start uh, your section on interiority, and there's a lot to be unpacked here. But first of all, what does the word interiority even mean? It seems like one of those kind of sort of prayer jargony words that, uh, well, I mean, I don't know. I think probably some of us have a sense of it but would not know what word to use to call it that.
6: Interiority, simply speaking, is what's going on inside of us. So the things that are not necessarily apparent to people outside of us, unless a person is particularly transparent, and then you can see from the outside what's going on on the inside. So it's the way that we are moved, it's the things that we feel, it's the way that we think and process reality, our interpretations and uh, understanding of things. So all, all of those things that go on, sometimes we talk about the heart in a particular way, but the... The, the inside of us, the way that we, uh, that we process reality.
2: Well, and this is where it can be very confusing in the sort of Protestant-Catholic divide because, uh, you know, there's the trope out there that, you know, I used to be Catholic and then I developed a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and became born again and now I attend Harvest Bethel community of the Good Shepherd. Right, or something like that, or the mm-hmm. Catholics don't believe that they're capable of having a personal relationship with Christ, or don't, or that's not language that, that makes sense to them. Um, but interiority helps us kind of understand that yes, we are supposed to have that that personal relationship with Christ, right?
6: Absolutely, and, and we experience interiority in personal relationships, and, and there's a way. Uh, it, uh, we talk about intimacy, intimacy is really bringing someone else into our interiority. So when your interiority is in my interiority, then we have intimacy. And the idea that God can be in our interiority, that we can hear him, feel him, love him, that his thoughts can be in our thoughts and his... uh, his will, his his person, in a way, can be inside of us. Is uh, is the uh, the invitation of the gospel and the movement of the Holy Spirit, and it's uh, certainly very fundamental to our Catholic faith. And, and And it's really the movement of Holy Communion, right? I mean, the idea that, that one would be receiving Holy Communion and not have a personal relationship with God is uh, seems seems very contradictory to me. Holy Communion is the very process of bringing the inside of God inside of me in this uh, very intimate and and concrete way.
2: You know, I'm thinking about um, so many levels of this, and we're going to hopefully unpack different sort of aspects of interiority more more concretely um, over the next few weeks. But the idea of seeing sort of beyond or seeing kind of that next level or hearing the voice of God not just as— Sort of proclaim to all, but but as speaking to us. I mean, this is something that that happens um, very often to me in the context of, for instance, the readings from Mass. So, uh, recently we just had uh, for Psalm one hundred and thirty. Uh, Psalm one hundred and thirty was a daily Mass reading, right? And uh, there's it's the De Profundis, and the whole congregation, the whole church is going to be reading Psalm one hundred and thirty, and it's going to hear you know, proclaimed out of the depths, I cry to you, O Lord, Lord, hear my voice. Well, we're all going to be saying the same words, but I think that all of us are coming from different kinds of depths, right? We're all kind of offering Mm. a different sort of like thing that we're worried about that we're not really sharing with everybody else. Uh, And that to me, like, that's at least one of the ways that I understand that interiority, that idea of offering my own sort of personal struggles to the Lord, um, beyond what I'm just saying out loud.
6: Yeah, that's a great description, Matt. We're all coming from different depths. We hear the same word. It's describing the depths of our of our hearts. And there are different concerns, different uh, aspects of, uh, of reality. There are different uh, things that we are focusing on. There are different people and relationships. There are a lot of different things in the depths of, of each one of us and and it's one of the beautiful things about catholic worship as well that we we do all hear the same word we go through the same ritual actions and yet it's the interior experience it's the interior connection it's the the intimacy that each of us has that's that's also radically personal at the same time
2: so then for someone who's struggling with this and uh is trying to figure out well how do i how do i get beyond just sort of showing up and uh and and being there to to really trying to cultivate some interiority. I know we're going to get into some more levels of this as we move on, but but what would be maybe a, a good first step to try and um, maybe be aware of the possibility of going a little bit deeper on these uh, on these things.
6: <clears throat> yeah, I think uh, just just noticing interiority is is already a uh, a useful first step. Uh, some. Some people live uh, far too much just in the outside So, just noticing what's going on inside of you. And to do that without judgment, I think that's also a thing that gets us a little bit hung up at times, is we we think what's supposed to be going on inside of me, uh, is it okay that this is going on inside of me? Well, just start by noticing that it is. And uh, maybe you're in church and you think it's uh, it's too hot, it's too boring, it's too loud, it's too dull, it's too confusing, uh, and you feel like you're not supposed to be critical of, well you are. (laughs) Just notice it, first of all. Just paying attention to those things. And then if we think about how we relate to other people, uh, how how does another person um, change something or or move something inside of me? And then we can be aware of how that happens with God as well. And, And that can be something like asking Him a question or saying something to Him interiorly, and then noticing what happens in our hearts when we do that. What changes there? What comes up? What thoughts come to us? And just noticing those things, that the, noticing that interiority, and then trying to speak it to God, and and listen to Him there—that'd be a good starting point.
2: Well, that's great stuff. And we're going to get into transparency, the concept of prayer without ceasing. You know, we're going to get into exactly what you were just talking about a moment ago about, you know, what if we're, you know, feel blocked by our own sinfulness. Uh, What are we supposed to do with that? How do we remedy that? But the book is called Personal Prayer, A Guide for Receiving the Father's Love. It's co-written by Father uh, Thomas Acklin and Father Boniface Hicks. Thanks so much for being with us, Father Boniface. Have a wonderful day. Thanks, Matt. You too. All right, 16 minutes past the hour. We're back right after this.
7: We need your help. Hello, I'm Marianne Koharski, Director of Pro Life Across America. In my 30 plus years, I've never seen such a concerted attempt to silence our efforts and at a time when it's most needed. There's a powerful effort to prevent and block our pro life messages. Our billboards, social media, and digital ads are all impacted. Unplanned pregnancies still happen. Our ads feature a hotline number connecting callers with more than 3,000 pregnancy support centers across America, offering alternatives to abortion free ultrasound and pregnancy help, babies' lives are being saved. The need still exists. It really does. And Pro-Life Across America needs your help. To donate, please find us at ProLifeAcrossAmerica.org.
8: Did you know I could suck my thumb before I was born? Yep. We all started small. life Across America.
2: Mystic Monk Coffee has brought back their pumpkin spice blend, and unlike the competition, buying their coffee has the added bonus of supporting the Carmelite Monks of Wyoming and the Sunrise Morning Show.
3: Go to sunrisemorningshow.com and click the Mystic Monk link to get that or any of their other coffee blends or teas. When you check out, we earn a commission.
2: And there's no better vessel for your Mystic Monk pumpkin spice latte than a Sunrise Morning Show mug or travel mug. Find those in our online store.
3: Do pumpkin spice the Catholic way. Just head on over to sonrisemorningshow.com.
2: If it's central to the faith, you can find it on EWTN Podcast Central, featuring the best of EWTN
7: radio, as well as faith-filled podcasts from our friends and affiliates across the nation, all in one place, all free. The destination for great Catholic audio
2: programming is EWTN Podcast Central. It's like podcast heaven. Visit EWTN.com slash radio slash podcasts today. 18 minutes past the hour, here's Anna with headlines.
3: The patriarchs and heads of churches of the Holy Land have joined their voice to Pope Francis in condemning the violence in the region and calling for peace and justice. In Washington, House Republicans appear divided on a new speaker. And the Relator General of the Synod on Synodality has said he's expecting tensions to rise at the Assembly this week.
2: Well must have been reading Twitter or something.
3: I'm not sure.
2: Well, you know what I say? What do you say? I say don't talk about what you don't know about and uh, pray and fast. There you go. That's my approach. Okay. It's my philosophy, mate. (laughs) All right, so um, I am not going to be able to be with you at this thing because you've got prior obligations at a Cincinnati Right to Life banquet you're emceeing but this time next week i'll be getting ready to get on an airplane because i'm heading to alabama i never get to go down to the mothership as it were Mm -hmm. the mother angelica ship yeah uh in birmingham but the catholic radio conference is next week and i know many of the people who work tirelessly to get catholic radio on in their local audiences some of the people affiliated with the network are going to be down there. I'm really excited, Anna Mitchell, and I'm really bummed you're not going to be there. I am
3: so, so jealous and, yes, very bummed that this conflict arose for me. I mean, I agreed. You're doing important good stuff. I agreed to emcee the Right to Life Banquet, Cincinnati Right to Life, the original Right to Life um, organization founded by Dr. Jack Wilkie 50 years ago. Fiftieth anniversary banquet coming up on Thursday, and I agreed to MC it like back in April. So,
2: well, you're doing important stuff. Thanks. And you've been. But uh, you're
3: gonna you're gonna represent. Been doing for that us. for them
2: for a while. But I'll represent down there. Yeah. I'm not giving any talks or anything, or I'm not doing anything you significant. You say
3: hi to people.
2: Well, I'm, I am going to be going Give around. Them a
3: hug for me.
2: Saying hello and.
3: You got to deliver Skyline to Adam Wright. Uh,
2: yeah, I've got to take Adam Wright some Skyline because. Did you get lost Skyline our, yet? We lost our baseball bet with Covenant Network. I
3: was eating Skyline for dinner last night.
2: I could go for some Skyline right now. Maybe I'll get enough Skyline for myself you guys and should, enough yeah. to bring to Adam.
3: No, you guys should just share the Skyline at the event. What,
2: like use a hotel microwave or something? Yeah,
3: why yeah. not?
0: If you're planning to give an end-of-the-year gift to Sacred Heart Radio, we are grateful. And there are several ways to give, including a stock gift through your IRA or a donor-advised fund. There's planned giving, employee-matching funds. You can send a check, donate online, and more. Contact your financial advisor for more information on the tax benefits of donating to Sacred Heart Radio. And to see and read about all the ways to give, visit SacredHeartRadio.com and click on Ways to Give.
9: Support for Sacred Art Radio is from Molly Maid of Westchester. Insured, screened, and drug-free employees deliver service with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. 1-800-MollyMaid or at mollymaid.com. Molly made a clean you can trust.
0: Support for Sacred Heart Radio is from Dr. Robert Berger at Beacon Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. Dr. Berger has been recognized by Cincinnati Magazine nearly every year over the past 20 years as one of the top physicians in orthopedic surgery, and he serves as team physician for Xavier University, Mount St. Joseph University, and LaSalle High School. Dr. Berger treats patients of all ages at the Beacon West office on Harrison Avenue and on the east side at Cincinnati Sports Club. For more information, 513-354-3700. Online at beaconortho.com. Support for Sacred Heart Radio is from Delhi and Harrison Pet Centers with everything your pet needs from guppies to puppies. Offering curbside pickup in-store and online shopping at delhipetcenter.com. That's delhipetcenter.com. Support is from Solidarity HealthShare.
10: Is inflation making you feel frustrated and out of control when it comes to your expenses? we have a solution. It's Solidarity HealthShare. With Solidarity HealthShare, you control what doctors you go to and how much you spend with pricing options that start as low as $384 for families.
8: Take control of your healthcare and your budget with Solidarity HealthShare. 855-954-5688. Solidarity HealthShare. 855-954-5688.
3: 23 minutes past the hour, you're listening to the Sunrise Morning Show on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Happy to have you along with us on a Tuesday morning. Marlon De La Torre joining us now on the Sunrise Morning Show, Senior Director for the Department of Evangelization for the Diocese of Columbus. He writes at knowingisdoing.org. Good morning, Marlon. Go Bucks.
11: Good morning, Annie. Go Bucks.
3: So, Marlin, folks who have been paying attention to the Synod on Synodality, perhaps yeah. looked at the working document that's guiding the discussions in Rome, mm. have probably seen and heard this term, census fidei. Mm. How does the catechism define it?
11: You know, it defines it basically as the, the collective body of the church who adheres to. Uh, really the teachings of Jesus Christ. And so, in other words, that that's encompassed in the creed. So when you look at the creed and the development of the creed, it's a manifestation, whether you recite the Apostles' Creed or the Nicene Creed, all that really is encompassed in, in the collective unified body as a whole that believes in what Jesus taught. And so w- when you look at that uh, definition, that concept, and really paint a picture of that application, that means that we're all united in one in Jesus Christ and that there is a singular deposit, what we would call a deposit of faith, thats something that's been handed on to us as, as a parent would hand on a teaching to a child, uh, to their son or daughter, that there, there is a singular way uh, that we ask of you to believe, uh, to live, uh, to profess. But in that, in that singular uh, focus is utilizing your free will and fidelity to what's mm-hmm. been handed on and to express it in a beautiful way, in a holy way, in a way that will um, manifest the love of Jesus Christ, but also help the person grow in holiness and sanctity. And ideally, the aim is heaven. I mean, so that it would, would encompass that, that entire uh, definition.
3: Interesting, because in this post-American revolution world, mm-hmm. one would think the sense of the faithful is like a majority rules kind of thing. but Correct. That's not what we're talking about here.
11: No, not at all, because uh, in essence, the the beauty of free will, and I say that literally, is the fact that we have the opportunity to look at the census today and say, you know what, um, how does this process lead me to heaven? And part of that unique uh, identity of the census today is, is not by uh, the majority rules or what the majority says, but it's what Christ has handed down. And really, uh, the singular focus is how— Will we bear our cross? How will we carry what Christ did, that salvific event um, in Golgotha, and say, how do I also carry that with me? How do I bear that, that burden in, in a holy way? Because the aim would be heaven. So majority rules would be the aim is my personal satisfaction, my own personal universe or kingdom that satisfies me. The contrary to the sense today would be, all right, how do I – uh, present myself before the throne of God? How do I prepare myself for heaven, and especially those around me?
3: So it's not like a vote on on what we believe or what we want as a church. It's actually being baptized into the body of Christ and joining the whole, not just the majority.
11: Oh, absolutely. Because really, it's it, it, what it is, it's an initiation into uh, a sense of conversion, uh, an identity that I want to turn away from that which inhibits me or impedes me from knowing God more intimately. So you don't have this, this notion of a personal compassion or a personal ideology, or this is what makes me feel better. So this must be my dogma. Now this must be my senses of a You can't impede, uh, the, the fact that I want to feel good about myself, and if feeling good about myself means uh, pretending to be somebody I'm not, it means that I have the right to commit this particular act, though the church says it's wrong. Well, no, that just obliterates the whole sense of today, and so it, it's not that. Uh, our, our aim really should be trying to get to our Lord in heaven and trying to bring those around us with Him and not necessarily debate uh, the possibility of being something else than what we are.
3: How does that fit in with our personal experience, or should we just not care about our personal experience, Marlon?
11: Oh, okay, great question. I think the the experience itself is this, really. Um, every human being is tied to this notion of, I have the ability to do something. That's called free will. And then you're you're given a, uh, a certain proposition every single day. All right, how does my free will align to either my personal compassion, which could be completely devoid of God, or... A holy compassion, which means how am I going to serve the other in need? And so those are two distinctions there in terms of experience. If our experience is based on the need of sacrifice, sacrificial love, serving the other in need, and not thinking of our own selfish desires, hey, then it's perfectly fine then compassion works because it's for the betterment of society. And that's exactly what Christ wanted us to do. We look at uh, the whole premise of either the Good Shepherd discourse or you look at St. Paul's letter to the Corinthians where he says, oh, death, where is your victory? Where death, where is your sting? And one Corinthians 15, this whole premise of experience is yes. If if it's aligned to the divine, absolutely. But if it's aligned to something that goes counter to the love of Jesus Christ, then we got a problem. Then the selfishness really becomes more of a uh, of a paganism or or, or an anti God like manner. So and and that's where we get into these problems.
3: Well, the good shepherd goes after the lost sheep, but doesn't mm-hmm. remain lost with that sheep. Bingo. Brings him back to the flock. Mm-hmm. That's compassion. Mm-hmm.
11: That is. I've used that before. I'm glad you brought that up because it's, it's, it does no good for either or to be lost. I think one has to have a sound reason while the other needs to be brought to, towards that sound reason.
3: Amen. We've been talking right. to Marlon De La Torre. Go read his piece on this, The Dogma of Compassion as the New Profession of Faith. Uh, how's that for... A clickbait title for you. <laughs> you can find it at org, and that's linked at sunrisemorningshow.com. Marlon, really appreciate it. Thank you so much, and go Bucks.
11: Appreciate it, Annie. Go Bucks.
3: You can find all of our guests linked at sonrisemorningshow.com. Click on the show notes for today. It's also where you can find a link to our live stream. Go watch us at our website. Half past the hour now on the Sunrise Morning Show. It's time for news. President Biden is scheduled to deliver remarks today on the terrorist attacks in Israel. Officials say he'll speak from the White House at 1 p.m. Eastern time. Since Hamas's initial attack over the weekend, the death toll on both sides, Hamas and Palestine and Israel, has risen to more than 1,500. Biden noted earlier yesterday that it's likely... American citizens are being held hostage by Hamas. Meanwhile, Hamas has said it will execute hostages on a live broadcast if Israel targets civilians in Gaza. A Hamas spokesperson said they will respond to any targeting of people in their homes without warning. The militant group claims to have more than 100 hostages, including Israeli army officers. A senior U.S. official said Qatar has been in talks with Hamas about the hostages they're holding in Gaza. The fighting began after Hamas launched coordinated attacks on Israel over the weekend. Meanwhile, the patriarchs and heads of churches in the Holy Land are calling for peace and justice as the war rages on. In a statement in the wake of the attacks this weekend, they lamented the absence of justice and respect for human rights in the prolonged political conflict saying quote in these trying times we come together to raise our voices in unity echoing the divine message of peace and love for all humanity end quote participants in the synod on synodality celebrated divine liturgy in saint peter's basilica yesterday as a new week of deliberations has begun in rome from Vatican Radio, Thaddeus Jones reports.
12: Patriarch Yusuf Abse, the Greek Melkite Patriarch of Antioch, celebrated according to the Byzantine rite at the altar of the chair. Cardinal Bechera Boutros Rai, the Maronite patriarch of Antioch, delivered the homily reflecting on Jesus' invitation to pray for workers for God's abundant harvest. The cardinal patriarch noted that Jesus felt compassion for the large crowd which was following him and so told his disciples, the harvest is abundant, but the laborers are few, so ask the master of the harvest to send out laborers for his harvest. Jesus, cardinal Jesus, Rai said Jesus' words offer a starting point to understand the current state of the church. Church and the challenges facing society. He reflected first on the abundant harvest as a symbol of various pressing global issues that require attention and action from the Church and all Christians. These issues, he said, include the pursuit of just peace amid ongoing wars, addressing climate change and protecting the environment, challenging exploitative economic systems. Aiding persecuted individuals and healing the wounds inflicted by various forms of abuse. The Maronite Patriarch of Antioch went on to consider the laborers who are called to gather the harvest. Cardinal Rye said the Synod working document identifies these laborers as every person sent by Christ and guided by the Holy Spirit. God's Spirit, said Cardinal Rye, is the true protagonist of the mission entrusted to the Church and thus of the entire synodal journey. He said the suffering of the poor, discarded, refugees, innocent victims of wars, and the homeless all stir Christ's compassion and should stir our own. Christ has chosen each one of us to heal these wounds and strive for a better world where we can inhabit our common home in peace and tranquility. I'm That is Jones.
3: The Relator General of the Synod is expecting tensions to rise as the work got underway in Rome. The Pillar reports Cardinal Jean-Claude Holerich said so. As delegates began reflecting on a section of the working document, which asks, quote, how can we be more fully a sign and instrument of union with God and of the unity of all humanity? Cardinal Holeridge said, let us not fear tensions, saying tensions are part of the process as long as we see ourselves as brothers and sisters walking together. In Washington, House Republicans appear divided on a new speaker. Mark Mayfield has more.
5: Lawmakers held what was described as an emotional two-hour meeting Monday night over the party's leadership situation after Kevin McCarthy was ousted last week. More meetings are scheduled for this week, while a vote to fill the House speakership could happen as soon as Wednesday. Two candidates have stepped up to fill the role, Ohio Republican Jim Jordan and House Majority Leader Steve Scalise of Louisiana. I'm Mark Mayfield.
3: And the National Hurricane Center is tracking two disturbances, one in the southwestern Gulf of Mexico and the other a tropical wave far out in the eastern Atlantic. That's the news. It's 35 past the hour.
0: Sacred Heart Radio is brought to you by you. Yes, your donations make Catholic Radio possible, so to give a gift of any amount, please visit sacredheartradio.com and click Donate or call 513-731-7740. And thank
12: you. This is Chris Knockelman, owner of Schneller Knockelman Plumbing, Heating and Air. Our family has been a proud supporter of Sacred Heart Radio for more than a decade, and we encourage other businesses to do the same. Find us at skpha.com, skpha.com.
13: I'm Bill Torbeck of Tri-State Abrasive and Tool Company, proud to support Sacred Heart Radio. Diamond and CBN are the most advanced cutting tools because they are the hardest materials known. These enable you to machine three to eight times faster compared to carbide, while reducing downtime for tool changes by 90%. Improve your productivity when machining hard, cast, and powdered metals or difficult to machine materials. Find out more at the Abrasive One dot com. That's the number one, the abrasive one dot com.
3: It's 24 minutes before the hour on this feast of St. Daniel Comboni, Tuesday, October the 10th. Your forecast is brought to you on Sacred Heart Catholic Radio by Schneller Nockman Plumbing, Heating, and Air, online at skpha.com. Looks like it's going to be a really nice fall day today. Right now, kind of chilly. Temperatures in the lower 40s as you're heading out the door. For Cincinnati, it'll be mostly sunny and pleasant today with a high of 64 degrees. A few clouds and chilly tonight with an overnight low of 45. Mostly cloudy tomorrow with an isolated rain chance and a high of 69 degrees. For the Miami Valley-Dayton area, sunny today with a high of 63. Clear skies tonight with some areas of frost possible and an overnight low of 39. Partly sunny with a few showers possible late in the day. And a high of 67. This is Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. Dr. John Peppino is joining us now on the Sunrise Morning Show. He's a professor of Greek, Latin, History, and Patristics at Guadalupe Seminary in Nebraska. He's a history and patristics instructor for Good morning, Dr. Pepino. Good morning, Annie. So you've got a a talk coming up at the ICC. This is tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern time on conquering the barbarians, the formation of the Latin West. Now, Dr. Pepino, when I use the word barbarian, I would contend that most anybody using the word barbarian in this day and age would be using it to describe someone who is violent and uncivilized. Uh, does that fit in from a historical standpoint? Who were the barbarians?
14: Well, that's a very good question, and it's a very good idea to shed our modern understanding of words when talking about the ancient world. The word barbarian is the word used by the Romans and the Greeks of antiquity simply to, to label those who don't speak uh, Greek or Latin but speak some foreign language that to them sounded like they were simply saying bar, 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 huh. hence uh, barbarian. But, um, and it didn't necessarily in those days connote anything uh, violent. Uh, so, for example... Um, even the Jewish people were considered barbarians simply because they, they spoke Hebrew, not Greek or, or Latin. Wow. Now, for the West, of course, I mean, barbarians come in, in all, you know, in all shapes and sizes. The civilization of North Africa, which, um, you know, was a, a, an advanced civilization, were called barbarians, as well as the Celts of Great Britain or the Germans uh, beyond the Rhine. So it applies to just all uh, foreigners generally. What my talk is going to address is how Rome went from being this little hamlet on a hill overlooking a river and a swamp in the middle of Italy to bringing all of these Western peoples into its own civilization and in turn being influenced by them as she took over their, their lands.
3: Yeah, okay. So when it comes to your lecture then, who who was doing the conquering and why?
14: Right. So, well, Rome ended up conquering, well, first the area around itself, Latium, and then uh, several areas of Italy. And then he got drawn into conflicts, uh, first into Sicily, North Africa, southern Gaul, Spain. And then, of course, so that's the beginning of it. And then, of course, the great figure of Julius Caesar, who simply, I think, wanted glory for himself and for Rome, ended up conquering all of Gaul, parts of Germany, and southern Britain that is essentially the outline of how it happened, in the West anyway. And then this gradual process of turning all these people into uh, Latin-speaking peoples who venerated the gods of Rome. And that is what Rome ended up doing to all those nations. And the flip side of that, and that's what the perspective from which we'll be looking at it also, is that Rome was playing, in a sense, a, a providential role Uniting the entire Mediterranean Basin, of course, but my talk is going to focus on the the West. Mm
1: -hmm.
14: Uniting the the Western peoples into kind of a, a single empire, which then allowed Christianity to use the Roman roads and the Roman institutions, like blood in the bloodstream, Christianity spread throughout the empire, thanks to the work of men like Julius Caesar and others.
3: Can you uh, describe that just a little more deeply before we, we let you go for this morning, just as more of a, a bit of a tease for, for folks sure. who I would uh, encourage to come join in and, and participate in this lecture again? Um, because you anticipated my last question for you, Dr. Pepino, which was, <laughs> what does any of this have to do with Catholicism?
14: Right. Well, so the Roman Empire adopted uh, Greek philosophy and the Greek language to do philosophy, which is what allowed people like St. John, for example, to write his magnificent first chapter in his gospel on the Logos and so forth. They provided the Romans did uh, the infrastructure for uh, the epistles of St. Paul to, to, to safely to get along the Roman roads. And also by the end of the first century BC, the Romans had got rid of pirates throughout the Mediterranean, which means that people like Saint Paul and Saint Peter and Saint Ignatius of Antioch and others, uh, although not always willingly, but certainly peacefully, could uh, set sail and and cross the Mediterranean Sea. And so that work of pacification and of uh, unification of the Mediterranean world, specifically the West, of course, is what enabled Christianity to spread so successfully in its early years. If Christianity had begun a century sooner, it could not have spread the way it did when it did.
3: Wow. Well, how's that for a tease, ladies and gentlemen? (laughs) Join Dr. Pepino for this lecture on conquering the barbarians, the formation of the Latin West. You can find the Institute of Catholic (laughs) Culture linked at sunrisemorningshow.com. It'll be live over Zoom, so you can watch from anywhere in the world and of course as is everything with the institute of catholic culture free of charge and uh dr papino is actually going to be teaching the next year-long course for the icc on patristics and so dr papino will have to have you back once registration opens for that to get uh get a little peek at your plans for the patristics course at the ICC Oh, that
14: would be my pleasure, yes. yes. I
3: would love it. So thank you so much for joining us this morning. We'll look forward to your lecture.
14: Certainly. God bless, Annie.
3: You too, Dr. Pepino. I mean, how could you not want to spend an hour listening to that man talk? Like, just listening to him is such a pleasure. (laughs) And then talk about conquering the barbarians. I and mean, this is so interesting, Matt. If you're there, I'd love to bring you in for just a second. oh sure. um, before we're gonna go to a break here in a minute and um talk about Saint Daniel Camponi. But I am so into looking at history from a providential perspective, I mean, I guess I should be because I'm Catholic, but um to look at something like Julius Caesar conquering the barbarians and what that meant actually for the spread of Christianity. Um, you think about that with we we had Columbus Day yesterday, for instance, and we we talk about, you know, oh, yeah, in 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue. He discovered America. But you know what his real motivation was spreading the gospel to the new world? I mean, it was his discovery that allowed the gospel to be brought to the Americas.
2: You know, it's interesting, um, Providence, because it comes through broken and wounded vessels, Absolutely. like human beings, means that uh, there's always a, a mixed bag with with things. Uh, the same ships that brought the conquistadors brought the Franciscan missionaries, right? Mm-hmm. It's a very interesting kind of thing to to contemplate. You know, the same... Uh, I mean, you look at this through the Crusades, right you've got good and bad people fighting uh for a cause to free well a place that's currently at war yeah. <laughs> right there's it's just the uh the the idea of looking at history as this this strange strange mix of things you know when you look through the Old Testament, you see this all over the place right mm-hmm. all the um all the uh sort of wounded and broken people that God works through all the wounded and broken and uh, frankly, bleak situations uh, that uh, tend to, well, in retrospect, become sort of like these moments that everything sort of turns on, mm-hmm. um, which points us ultimately to, well, the one pivotal event in human history that is the essence of brokenness and woundedness that changes everything for changes everybody, which everything. is the cross. Yep. Uh, and so there is this This providential thread that kind of comes through everything
3: well so all things lead toward the incarnation and then after the incarnation all things point us back toward the cross and resurrection and ascension i mean that's what it's all about god is in charge here let's not forget
2: indeed indeed
1: and even today
3: uh, you know it's funny because we think that that all of God, it's so easy to fall into this mentality, this sola scriptura mentality that like all of God's action is just contained in the Bible. And that's just simply not the case. God was working beforehand. God was working. God is working today. We can see God's hand. We can see his providence in all of this. So just because it's not contained in scripture doesn't mean that God's not in it.
2: He's still working. He's still working. Uh, And, you know, there are – like I say, there are biblical cessationists out there in uh, certain theological schools, especially in certain areas of Reformed Protestantism who would say, well, once the New Testament closed, um, we've got all that we're going to get, and we just got to study it really hard and live by that. But God is – he's still doing miracles. He's still – uh, working through his people, he's still doing all kinds of great stuff. So mm-hmm. uh, that is that is worth reflecting upon and looking around. Not just on the world stage, by the way.
3: Yeah,
2: in uh, but down to own your life. own life. Yeah, which is the uh, as I've been going back to over and over in the news cycle. This is the one thing I can actually do something about:
3: mm-hmm.
2: is uh, pay attention to and reform my own life.
3: Come, Holy Spirit. So,
2: Well, we're back right after this. Speaking of people who had massive impacts, Daniel Comboni's feast day is today. We'll talk more about him after the break. It's 13 till support for the Sunrise Morning Show is from Visiting Angels. Visiting Angels provides experienced, compassionate care to millions of aging adults nationwide by keeping them safe and healthy in the comfort of their own home. Whether it's a short break for caregivers or for long-term assistance, Visiting Angels provides hygiene, meals, light housework, companionship, and more. And services are available up to 24 hours per day. Visiting Angels, online at visitingangels.com. That's visitingangels.com.
15: Franchise opportunities available. Are you looking for peace, longing for joy? Want to meet the giver of all goodness? God is calling the laity to bring Ignatian prayer into a suffering world. Work for the new evangelization. Go to lordteachmetopray.com. Order your free digital training and manual. Find true happiness and everlasting joy. Go to lordteachmetopray.com. And click on the red button today. It's free. Approved by the USCCB. We know a lot of you love anything pumpkin-flavored,
2: and others, well, not so much. But the Mystic Monks of Wyoming are taking care of both of you with their coffee.
3: That's right. Their seasonal favorite pumpkin spice blend is available, along with other normal flavors. And when you purchase them after clicking the Mystic Monk link at sunrisemorningshow.com, you earn us a commission.
2: While you're at our site, pick up a Sunrise Morning Show mug in
3: our online store. Get a mug and link to Mystic Monk coffee at sonrisemorningshow.com.
10: Wherever you are in the world, you can access the EWTN Global Catholic Network. It's everywhere. You can get EWTN's great Catholic programming on your car radio, at home on your TV, computer, or smart speaker. With EWTN's app, you can take EWTN everywhere on your phone or mobile device. If you want your news in print, turn to EWTN's paper of record, the National Catholic Register. EWTN, the Global Catholic Network.
2: 11 till here's anna with headlines
3: president biden is scheduled to deliver remarks today on the situation between israel and palestinian militant group hamas the patriarchs and heads of churches in the holy land are calling for peace and justice as the war rages on between the two, and the Relator General of the Synod on Synodality says he's expecting tensions to rise in the Synod Hall this week. News at
2: the top and bottom of each hour, every weekday morning here on the Sunrise Morning Show. I want to wish a happy feast day to our friends, the Comboni Missionaries, who uh, have a central location outside of the Cincinnati area, Mm -hmm. and uh, you've probably heard Father Rufino Azama's voice here on the Sunrise Morning Show, talking a little bit about what the Comboni missionaries do, founded by St. Daniel Comboni. And uh, I love so much about his story. Uh, He was an Italian who uh, had a heart for the missions. He was a missionary to what is now the Sudan in 1857. Uh, Then he came back, and uh, his whole idea uh, was to employ essentially uh, some of the core tenets of Catholic social teaching, which is um, the idea of solidarity and subsidiarity. So to go to wealthier parts of Europe and tell people what the need was, then go back and use uh, the resources he had gathered to help the people on the ground in those countries in Africa to help themselves. So the solidarity comes through the people who have the resources – Sending them, and then the solidarity comes through allowing the people on the ground themselves to be agents in their own growth and in their own, uh, you know, situation. So, Kamboni, he's a pretty fascinating guy, uh, on a number of levels. On
3: a number of levels, I mean, wasn't he the one that said he we need to save Africa with Africa?
2: Yeah, through Africa, actually, through save Africa. Africa through Africa, which is essentially. I mean that's solidarity and subsidiarity in a yeah. sentence.
3: Well, absolutely. You took it to a, a much higher level than I am taking it. But.
2: Well what's what's interesting about that is because there there was and, and you can see this uh you know, attitude. I mean, I certainly have encountered it in in the mission stuff that I grew up in uh not all the time, right? But occasionally you'd get into these situations where it's like, Oh, these poor people over there you know, who don't have anything and don't know anything and uh, they don't even, you know, they don't have the education we have. And so there's this tendency to treat um, the people that you'd go on mission to help as sort of like these lesser people and like a paternalistic or a condescending mentality. Mm-hmm. And Comboni's uh, idea was like, these are grown adults with families. A lot of them, uh, they're not, uh, you know, babies. They have, they have a sense of who they are, right? They're like yeah. us just in need so um
3: there's a, a quote that i see here uh from saint daniel he said the missionaries will have to understand that they are stones hid under the earth which will perhaps never come to light but which will become part of the foundations of a vast new building and we're seeing the fruits of that in so many ways with the church in Africa, are we not? I mean, what would Santa—I just wonder the the smile that must be on his face from heaven as he looks down seeing African missionaries coming to the United, to the States, United States, going to Europe and, and and being a part of the new evangelization of the— of, of the americas and of europe coming out of africa i mean what an incredible incredible what what would you i don't want to say turn of events because i think that 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 kind of doesn't describe well, it well it is the body well of enough, christ
2: but. uh where you know certain muscles need to work out you know mm-hmm. there there are people who are in stronger parts of the church that come to minister to the weaker parts of the church right and yeah. as mother Teresa said the poverty here in uh these first world nations is a poverty of spirit, right? Yeah. A, a, a poverty of of not understanding, and not the
3: kind of poor in spirit that Jesus was talking right. about in a the attitudes.
2: Yeah, a spiritual <laughs> poverty of of not really understanding the most important things. And, you know, it's funny, and I think I've mentioned this before, you know, occasionally you'll get the visiting priest in, and if it's somebody coming in from another diocese uh, in the United States, I'm usually like, oh, this will be a very interesting sermon. You know, I'll Mm -hmm. smile and nod along. If it's somebody from Nigeria, I'm like, I better take notes. (laughs) Because this this is going to be this is going to be real right this is going to be uh something that challenges me and that's a, that's a that's a generalization but there is this sense that uh you know what was planted there uh by camboni and not just camboni right uh, many others before him and, i mean don't forget and we've talked about this with mike aquilina that there are you know some of the the earliest witnesses of the church mm-hmm. came from africa in those first centuries um mm-hmm. but yeah there's there's always There's always something that our part of the church can learn from another part of the church. There's something that another part of the church can learn from our part of the church. And not to get too synodal, but that's the whole reason, right, that we're (laughs) supposed to have people from every tongue and tribe and nation in this thing. Uh, And the more that we look like a church of every tongue and tribe and nation and age and ability and all the rest of that stuff, the more we're going to look like the actual body of Christ. Um, If you go to a place for church— That's only people who agree with you on your personal preferences and tastes, and listen to the same kind of music as you, and make the same kind of money as you, wear the same kind of clothes as you. You're not going to learn much about the body of Christ.
3: That's right. You start to think that the body of Christ looks like you, when in fact you look like the body of Christ. You look like
2: one piece of the body of Christ. Indeed. You are one piece. Indeed. There's a whole lot of pieces. (laughs) I'm thankful for for Daniel Camboni reminding us. Yeah. Right, that we are all members of the body of Christ, and there's not second class citizens in the body of Christ. Amen. So, St. Daniel Comboni, pray for pray us. For Go to combonimissionaries.org and check out more of what they're up to with the Camboni missionaries in the present day.
3: Happy Continuing feast day, forth. Father Rufino, if you're listening.
2: Indeed, and all the Camboni missionaries around the world. More coming up after the break. It's three minutes till.
0: rob jack join me this afternoon for driving home the faith and margie christie will give us the latest news from Dayton right to life on the abortion initiative alan migliorato will present his adventure catholic parenting tip for the week i will speak about discernment of the presence of the holy spirit this week on traffic and weather to get you home safely that's this afternoon beginning at four on sacred heart radio you're on the
2: road to christ the king Support for Sacred Heart Radio is from St. Michael's Rosaries and Religious Articles. A great place to shop for gifts like fun Catholic t-shirts, socks, and cozy throw blankets. And don't forget the Mystic Monk Pumpkin Spice Coffee. St. Michael's Rosaries online at stmichaelscustomrosaries.com.
13: Working to see the culture of life prevail in the Miami Valley, Dayton Right to Life is here to protect God's gift of life through law, education, and community action, from fertilization to natural death. Find Dayton Right to Life online at daytonlife.org.
16: That's (music) daytonlife.org. Offering Catholic retreats based on Ignatian spirituality, the Jesuit Spiritual Center is offering weekend retreats this fall led by various retreat masters, including Father Michael Graham. Join us this October for a weekend of silence as you experience the great treasures of the spiritual exercises of St. Ignatius of Loyola. Register now at Jesuitspiritualcenter.com. Jesuitspiritualcenter.com. That's Jesuitspiritualcenter.com.
0: Wimberg Landscaping, a proud supporter of Sacred Heart Radio, has been beautifying properties for over 40 years. Wimberg offers professional one-stop landscaping services from initial design and installation of all plant materials and hardscapes, to ongoing maintenance, including lawn service, leaf, and snow removal. Wimberg Landscaping, 513 271 2332, or on the web at Wimberglandscaping.com. That's
13: Wimberglandscaping.com. Support for Sacred Heart Radio is from St. Margaret Hall, an assisted living and skilled nursing facility sponsored by the Carmelite Sisters for the Aged and Infirm. St. Margaret Hall has been providing loving care to the community for over 50 years. At St. Margaret Hall, your loved ones will receive 24-hour care from dedicated professionals with newly renovated stylish assisted living units at St. Margaret Hall. The difference is love on Madison Road 513-751-5880 on the web
2: at stmargarethall.com. Water damage in your home or business? Plumbing and flooding problems not repaired and restored can quickly get worse over time. Rainbow International of Cincinnati and Northern Kentucky, a proud supporter of Sacred Heart Radio, can help. Rainbow International, 513-271-1000.
8: This is Cardinal Raymond Burke. Thank you for listening
0: to Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. 740
2: WNOP Newport,
0: 910 WPFB Middletown, or get the app, stream, podcast, and more at sacredheartradio.com. Sacred Heart Radio!
2: It is Tuesday, the 10th of October, the Feast of St. Daniel Camboni. Let's pray together in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Lord God, by whose surpassing mercy St. Daniel Comboni made known the unfathomable riches of Christ, grant at his intercession that we may grow in knowledge of you, yield fruit in every good work, and by the truth of the gospel, live faithfully in your presence. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. St. Daniel Comboni, pray for us. It is the Sunrise Morning Show. Thanks for being along on a Tuesday. I'm Matt Swaim. Anna Mitchell has news. Paul Lockman at the controls. Travis is running the cameras. You can watch the Sunrise Morning Show. Click the link to the live stream in the show notes at sunrisemorningshow.com. Up this hour, we'll talk to Father Frank Donio, more thoughts on the life and spirituality of St. Vincent Pallotti, who founded Father Frank's religious order. Michael Gormley has some thoughts on the rosary to share this morning. Of course, October dedicated to the Holy Rosary. Steve Ray will discuss Abram and Sarai, or Abraham and Sarah, later on they'd be known as that, uh, in the Bible, in our ongoing series on Scripture with Steve. And then Chris McGregor will look at St. Teresa of Avila, On the Friendship of Christ. Uh, Here we are on the 10th of October and coming up here in just a few days, we've got the Feast of St. Teresa of Avila. So stay with us if you can. Right now, it is two minutes past the hour. Here's Anna Mitchell with news, a service of Central Fabricators and centralfabricators.com.
3: Good morning. Religious leaders in the Holy Land are calling for peace and dialogue as violence continues between Hamas militants in Gaza and Israel. At least 11 Americans are among the dead after the surprise attacks on Israel triggered the start of an all-out war over the weekend. This is now the third day of Israeli forces battling the Palestinian militant group. The White House announced the new death toll in a statement from President Biden. Biden said they are still working to confirm but believe it's likely that American citizens are being held by Hamas as well. The president said this is not a distant tragedy and the ties between Israel and the U.S. run deep. Meanwhile, Israel plans to start distributing assault rifles to volunteer teams in border communities and mixed Jewish-Arab towns. The nation's national security minister outlined the plan in a social media post today. At least 10,000 rifles will be handed out, eventually followed by helmets and flak jackets. The patriarchs and heads of churches of the Holy Land are condemning the violence in the region and calling for peace and justice. From Vatican Radio, Lisa Zingarini reports.
4: Pope Francis' impassioned appeal for peace in the Holy Land during the Sunday Angelus is one of the several voices from churches around the world calling for an immediate de-escalation of the unprecedented violence unleashed by Hamas against Israel two days ago, along with the Latin Patriarchate of Jerusalem, which has also called for preserving the status quo in the Holy Land, patriarchs, and heads of the churches in the Holy City have joined in urging for the immediate cessation of all violent and military activities that bring harm to civilians on both sides and in expressing solidarity with the people of the region who are enduring the devastating consequences of continued strife. In a statement issued in the wake of Hamas attack, they unequivocally condemn any acts that target civilians, regardless of their nationality, ethnicity or faith the church leaders in jerusalem further implore political leaders and authorities to engage in sincere dialogue seeking lasting solutions that promote justice peace and reconciliation for the people of this land who have endured the burdens of conflict for far too long They also urge the international community to redouble its efforts to mediate a just and lasting peace in the Holy Land based on equal rights for all and on international legitimacy. I am Lisa Zengarini.
3: The National Hurricane Center is tracking two disturbances. One is an area of low pressure in the southwestern Gulf of Mexico. The other is a tropical wave far out in the eastern Atlantic. The Gulf system is being given a 20% chance of developing as it moves slowly northward. The Atlantic system is expected to form into a tropical depression by midweek while it treks to the northwest. In Washington, House Republicans appear divided on a new speaker. Lawmakers held what was described as an emotional two-hour meeting last night over the party's leadership situation after Kevin McCarthy was ousted last week. More meetings are scheduled for this week and a vote to fill the House speakership could happen as soon as Wednesday. so far two candidates have thrown their hat in the ring ohio republican jim jordan and house majority leader steve scalise of louisiana president biden has been interviewed by the special counsel leading an investigation into his handling of classified documents mark mayfield has the story
5: in a statement the white house said the voluntary interview was conducted at the white house sunday and monday It adds that Biden and the White House are cooperating with the probe and being transparent. Special Counsel Robert Herr was appointed earlier this year after classified materials from Biden's time as vice president were found at his Delaware home and at an old office in Washington, D.C. I'm Mark Mayfield.
3: And scientists in Florida are naming a newly discovered snail after a Jimmy Buffett song, the K.O. Margarita is a bright yellow worm snail and named after the song Margaritaville. It's the type of mollusk that sticks to surfaces in the coral reef. The report's lead author said the team was, quote, no stranger to the regional signature drink or the famous singer. They wanted to reference the color of the drink and the place where it lives.
2: Okay, so what was, you got the Latin name?
3: I do not. Let's
2: see. I wonder if it's uh
3: KO Margarita? Is that it I mean uh, I don't know that there is There's got
2: to be a latin name.
3: I don't know that Margarita has a
2: I so I find this like really kind of a little bit of a dicey thing with the snail community cuz uh oh, no. you know a way to get rid of snails and slugs, don't you? Salt that's that's shaker wow. of salt. Wow. And then they're wasting away.
3: It's just a really, really interesting point. <laughs> There's
2: a snail in my <laughs> garden bed. How it got here, I haven't a clue.
3: <laughs> oh, man. Wow. Wow. I'm really sorry I brought up this story now.
2: <laughs> I can keep going if you'd like.
3: No. Please. Whew, okay. Get my get my composure back here. We're good. We're good. Today is Tuesday, October the tenth. It is the feast of Saint Daniel Comboni. Pray for us. Happy feast day to the Comboni missionaries. It's a past. Back with us now on the Sunrise Morning Show is Father Frank Donio from the Catholic Apostolate Center. Good morning, Father.
8: Good morning, Anna.
3: So we've spent a few weeks together talking about the life and spirituality of St. Vincent Pallotti. Today we're going to talk about the legacy. So his spirituality lived today. Tell us about the Palatine family um, that that looks to St. Vincent Pallotti as, as their father.
8: Well, when Pilati died, he only had eight priests and and three brothers, uh, actually four brothers, and so this this little group that was there uh, was the only thing he had, other than uh, a, a small group of, of sisters in the orphanage that that had been created by the the group of lay people, religious, and clergy that he had founded, which later. Came to be called the Union of Catholic Apostolate, and, even, and by 1854, he dies in 1850. 1854, the community loses its name of Society of the Catholic Apostolate because the name was always considered pretentious. That only, uh, mm-hmm. only the the papacy and the hierarchy did the could do apostolate. It was a whole scene, and we were named Pious Society of the Missions. Now, part of Pilate's charism was international missionary work or or promotion of the missions and assistance for the missions he never went to the missions but he wanted to start a mission college and so forth and later that did happen and now the palatines are 2400 the priests and brothers 2400 in 56 countries because of this international missionary effort we didn't get our name back until 1947 and then we started to look again at the fullness of our charism, the aspect of, of lay people and religious and clergy collaborating with one another in the mission of Christ, this understanding that Pilate had of everyone being an apostle, which ended up in the documents of the Second Vatican Council and the decree of the apostle of the laity, and which St. John Paul II was part of writing, and so was the general of the Palatines at the time, Father Wilhelm Möller. And we we continued in this in this way, uh, and we have communities of sisters, two pontifical communities of sisters that are in different parts of the world, as well as uh, a number of other communities of sisters, communities of lay people, and individual lay people who belong to this association called the Union of Catholic Apostles. So thousands and thousands of people uh, throughout the world, and he was interested in— as I've mentioned, universal apostolate, so we could do all sorts of things in terms of our work as long as we were assisting people in coming to faith either the, for the first time or reviving their faith mm. and rekindling charity.
3: Can you talk and about so the various ways that that this um, this plays out in in the modern times? like what kind of work do the Palatines do um, in the Catholic apostolate?
8: Well, there's Catholic Apostolate Center, yeah, uh, the, uh, and that's part. That's part one of our more contemporary ways of doing that. Other ways in which we've we've done that are, are forming lay people, particularly, uh, to be able to go forth and witness Christ in their daily lives. Uh, this is done also through educational institutions, even also healthcare, uh, in uh, in a many many parishes. Often mission stations, remote mission stations. Uh, so it's also it's the first, it's first evangelization, first proclamation, or the mission agentes, as they say, um, or in the church, or uh, this reviving faith, or something that we would talk about in terms of new evangelization, and it is this opportunity. And Pilati understood this back in the 1830s in Rome when this was not really something that was was popular, and so. We, ha- we continue to do that today in all sorts of, of ways, but it, it, w- the key part, because Pilates wanted a universal, universality of activity and a universality of means. So whatever way we could do that, whether it's through publishing, whether it's through teaching, whether it's through being with a person at their sickbed, it's being with the poorest of the poor, whatever way we can do that, that brings Christ and we are being living as apostles and we're helping others to live as apostles.
3: I mean, this is living out our baptism, is it not? Absolutely. And and
8: apostolate really is that. It's living out. It's living out the bap, uh, or baptismal call, and maybe that's a a possible thing for us to talk more about in, in future. Of what apostle it is, because unfortunately, even though that's a a word that is used uh, greatly within the documents of the Second Vatican Council, it's a word we've kind of lost. Yeah, and, and very and few people tend to use it, and yet it it, it doesn't. You don't need somebody's permission once you're baptized. You are part of the mission of doing the mission of Christ and going forth.
3: Yeah. In union with the church. Um, Of course. So when it comes to Palatine spirituality, um, I mean, I know that you don't have like an age cutoff per se, but it does seem like you particularly, Father Donio, and I'm wondering if this extends to to the Palatines in general, seem to have a, a real charism with youth.
8: Yes, well, that was something that was was a was certainly part of of Pilate's way of, of of functioning as well. He was very interested in in the education of youth, including including seminarians. He he worked with seminarians as well. So that kind of of work has been part of what we what we do. Uh, it's not certainly not the totality of what we do, in mm-hmm. uh, it, but it is a, a focus uh, in. In some of our work, in some instances, we're involved with educational institutions, but I would say in all of our different, in our parochial work and whatever we do, we t- do take a particular focus on youth because when you form people and you help them to be close to the church so that then they can go forth and proclaim Christ, and, and that needs, that really is important to do at a, with younger people, most, most especially.
3: Well, they got the energy.
8: Yes, they do. <laughs> They do, but and, but also it, it. Hopefully, you're you're. They're moving in a particular direction for the rest of their lives.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Keep up that energy. Keep up the intensity. Is one of a great movie. They say. In a good, never mind. I'm just going to leave it there. Father, this was great. And yes, I would love to talk more about what apostolate means. Um, perhaps maybe the next time we get together, the the difference between apostolate ministry. Um, sure. And that's
8: something I teach, yes.
3: Perfect. We found the perfect man for the job, Father Frank Donio. We've got the Catholic Apostolate Center linked at sunrise morningshow.com. Father, thank you so much. Thank you, and God bless. Thank you, Father. You too. All right, 16 past.
7: We're back with headlines right after this. It's not over. Unplanned pregnancies still happen. I'm Marianne Kowarski, Director of Pro-Life Across America. In my 30 plus years, I've never seen such a concerted attempt to silence our efforts and at a time when it's most needed. There's a powerful effort to prevent and block our pro-life messages. Our billboards, social media, and digital ads are all impacted. Our messages feature a hotline number connecting callers with more than 3,000 pregnancy support centers across America offering alternatives to abortion, free ultrasound, and pregnancy assistance. Babies' lives are being saved. The need still exists. It really does. And Pro-Life Across America needs your help. Please find us at ProLifeAcrossAmerica.org.
8: Did you know I could suck my thumb before I was born? Yep. We all started small. Pro-Life Across
1: America.
2: It's the season of chunky soup and chunky sweaters, which means it's also pumpkin coffee season. And the Mystic Monks have their pumpkin spice blend in stock and ready for you to enjoy.
3: And when you go to the monks through sunrisemorningshow.com, we earn a commission on any flavor coffee or tea that you buy.
2: Why shell out five bucks for a tall PSL when you can customize your own at home and drink it from a Sunrise Morning Show mug that you can find in our online store.
3: Get a mug and link to Mystic Monk coffee through sunrisemorningshow.com.
17: One of the reasons we should go to Mass is because if you look in the catechism, you will see the fruits of Holy Communion. And these are remarkable things that we can receive at every Mass that we attend. We encounter the risen Lord, and he shares something of his divine life and love
8: with us.
10: The Holy Sacrifice of the Mass, live from the EWTN Chapel, every morning, 8 Eastern, on EWTN Radio and Television.
2: I'm really excited. I hope I get to see Father Joseph Mary oh. Wolf when I'm down there.
3: Stop. You're
2: I don't mean to make you jealous, but I do hope I get to see too him. Too late. I see him like once I every hope, 10 years.
3: I hope you get to see him too.
2: He's a, he's a I good do. He's a good guy. Good guy Father Joseph Mary. Thanks for uh all the great homilies over the years on on Daily Mass. Here's Anna Mitchell with headlines.
3: The patriarchs and heads of churches of the Holy Land are condemning the ongoing violence in the region and calling for peace and justice. President Biden today will be delivering remarks on the situation in Israel. And now the news is that at least 11 Americans are dead in the violence. And the Relator General of the Senate Synod on Synodality says he expects tensions to be rising this week in the Senate Hall.
2: News at the top and bottom of each hour. Every weekday morning here on the Sunrise Morning Show. Today, as we mentioned last hour, is the feast of St. Daniel Comboni mm-hmm. and his efforts continue to the present day. You can go to CamboniMissionaries.org if you want to find out more about them. Of course, you hear Father Rufino Azama, uh, who is uh, a Kamboni missionary himself. He reads spots for them here on the Sunrise Morning Show. And, yeah, it's it, – I don't know if you've been – I've been uh, a number of times to the festival that they hold. Oh, yeah, Taste uh, of Mission. The feast, the Taste of Mission thing yeah. where they bring in food from all over the oh, world and all oh the countries gosh. where they're uh, represented. and They have music from the different countries. Mm-hmm. They have a and... museum full of really cool things that have come from – all the places where they've been out doing uh, doing mission work—it's uh, a cool event. Yeah, it's a cool event.
3: Oh man, it's a delicious event. It's yes, what it is. is, Matt.
2: Eat from all over the world.
3: Eat from all over the world.
2: Forty-one countries, thirty-five hundred missionaries worldwide. Wow! And uh, you can trace them back to uh, to the efforts of Saint Daniel Comboni, an Italian who went to Africa and said, "Let's save Africa through Africa." And empower people to uh, help themselves and give them agency in their own success. So, St. Daniel Comboni, pray for us. Pray for us. It's 21 minutes past the hour. Subscribe. Uh, subscribe. Yes, by clicking
0: the red subscribe button at sacredheartradio.com, you'll get an email with our show notes with the list of guests you'll hear that day on the Sunrise Morning Show or Driving Home the Faith. You'll also get the links to books, articles, and websites we've discussed and the full podcast with markers to find and hear the interview again. So to know when your favorite guests are on the Sunrise Morning Show and Driving Home the Faith, go to sacredheartradio.com
9: and click subscribe. Gate of Heaven, Catholic the cemetery of the Archdiocese of Cincinnati is commemorating the 50th anniversary of the end of the Vietnam War. The ceremony is Saturday, October 28th, 2 p.m. at the Veterans Garden at 11,000 Montgomery Road and will feature keynote speakers, presentation of service pins to veterans, and a rosary following the ceremony. Please help honor this generation of brave men and women and their families. More information at gateofheaven.org events.
10: Hi, I'm Mara Cagney-Tipton with the Cagney Family and Colwell Banker Real Estate, proud to support Sacred Heart Radio. My father, Guy, brother, Patrick, and I are here to help your family find the perfect home. If you have any real estate questions, 513-720-1411.
0: Support for Sacred Heart Radio is from JC Health Insurance agent George Justin. If you're turning 65, retiring, or simply have Medicare questions, George has answers. George is your pro-family, pro-life guide to Medicare, helping to simplify your transition by guiding you through the options to find a plan that meets your unique needs, all at no cost to you. Find out more from George Johnston at J.C. Health Insurance, 859-414-6591. That's 859-414-6591.
9: You rely on your car, so rely on the experts at Fort Mitchell Garage, a proud supporter of Sacred Heart Radio. They can do it all from brakes, tires, and heating and cooling to towing and collision repair and more. Fort Mitchell Garage on Dixie Highway and Park Hills. On the web at fortmitchellgarage.com.
2: The Sunrise Morning Show continues. I'm Matt Swaim, joined now by Michael Gormley, Mission Evangelist for Paradisus Day. Michael, good morning.
15: Oh, good morning. How you doing today?
2: I'm doing great. Of course, October is the month dedicated to Our Lady of the Rosary, and so a lot of people who are... Already, Rosary Prayers are trying to kind of ramp up that emphasis, and I hope that some of them have come across your Mysteries of the Rosary series, because it's really cool. You've just released the Joyful Mysteries, but if you could uh, start by letting people know what this whole series is about.
15: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, That Man Is You is an a international men's organization helping in uh, good, solid, authentic Catholic faith formation for men. And what they do is every Lent, they come up with uh, an amazing Lenten journey. And a few years ago, Mark Harkfield got this idea, what if we did a deep dive into the mysteries of the Rosary? And it being Lent, he wanted to start with the Sorrowful Mysteries. So he teamed up with uh, 4PM Media, and they flew to the Holy Land with the idea of what if we captured the mysteries of the Rosary at the actual sites where those mysteries took place? And uh so Mark goes around and then he and he interviews people here in the States and uh, you know, to talk about the power of the rosary and the and rosary devotional stuff uh in, in our own lives and whatnot. But it's it's incredible when you see, you know, you're um you know, you're at the Holy Sepulchre and you're seeing where these events take place or you're uh, you know, you have this beautiful backdrop. And then their planning for this year was let's get the rosary, the joyful mysteries of the rosary out there. Um in time for Advent, you got to release it a little earlier so parishes can plan to have, you know, uh, studies and whatnot, and and get groups of people together. And uh, so the goal was: let's release it on October seventh. Let's have it here for the the month of the Rosary, and just let people see the Joyful Mysteries where they actually took place in the Holy Land.
2: Well, the Joyful Mysteries—you've got the annunci- Annunciation, the Visitation, and the Nativity, right? Uh, which are all kind of Adventian christmasy things but turns out that uh most of us pray that set of mysteries every week so (laughs) it's gonna work uh you know we don't have to wait till advent to dive right into these but you know i came from an evangelical background and one of the things that i was trying to figure out on my way into the church and and i was fascinated by the rosary but i didn't know how to do it it's like kind of trying to chew gum and climb stairs at the same time like how do i uh how do I meditate on this thing while I'm saying these things over here? And I found that having imagery, right, having sacred art uh, was a huge help for me. So I'm imagining that for some people who maybe don't know how to, you know, kind of say the words of the Hail Marys and the Our Fathers while also thinking and meditating upon the mysteries, that this would be a huge help to them.
15: Yeah. One of the things that's amazing with with Mark, who went on location and filmed all this, he has such. uh, I mean, he's like a Dominican with his zeal for the rosary. And uh, he, I mean, he loves it every day. He's constantly encouraging all of us at at Paradise's Day to to be praying and all this. But one of the things that he gets is people need help engaging in deeper forms of prayer. You know, where does the average Catholic, you know, where are they being instructed uh, on how to engage in mental prayer and, and how to you know boost up their vocal prayer and whatnot and so the use of these images and they're beautiful they're stunning i went to the holy land in october and watching this series i'm like right back there um he does this in such a way that the views become meditative right you don't feel like a tourist you feel like a pilgrim and honestly like for me growing up catholic right i prayed the rosary all the time with my family but we prayed the scriptural rosary, so the images of the story of what I was supposed to be meditating on was always in front of me. And to have uh, to have these beautiful visuals, just like you said, it helps to focus the mind. It helps to train the mind on these images so that when you're not watching the actual show, you can still picture these holy sites and keep them in your head.
2: Well, therosaryseries.com is where you can find this. Again, therosaryseries.com. And I wish we had more time than we do, but if you could, pick a mystery and uh, that's one of maybe your favorites in, in the way that it came out, and let us know kind of what happens in that mystery in your series.
15: Yeah, you know, my favorite mystery uh, has to be the Annunciation, right? The very first one, because uh, whenever I went to the Holy Land, I fell in love with all the excavations, not so much the churches that were built by the Franciscans in the uh, you know 1930s to 1950s throughout the Holy Land to commemorate these sites, but like— all the, all the excavations that they have, all of these historical dig sites that are there. And one of them that struck me was Mary's house. And there's big, beautiful church built over it. But Mark was given access to sit in front of where her house is and to have it as the backdrop while he's explaining the Annunciation. And, you know, with all the, with all the, uh, the war going on and the violence in the Holy Land right now, Um, And I have friends who are over there. I have friends who are about to go on on this past Monday. And so uh, there's so much like (laughs) that I'm afraid of for these holy sites and and obviously for the people there. Um, But to, to see Mary's house while you're praying the Annunciation that the Archangel Gabriel came to her here, it makes it not, it doesn't just make it like visually stunning. It makes it absolutely real right? It it feels historical when you're saying those Hail Marys and you're looking at this image of of this excavated house, you know? So for me that was the most powerful.
2: Well, that is great and, you know, as you mentioned, the conflict going on uh, in Israel and uh, with everything that happens in the news, just horrific image after horrific image. What's one of the main reasons that Mary tells us to pray the rosary? It's for peace, right? It's for world peace. So praying that not just for Peace in general, but peace specifically in the places where these events happened. So, uh, Michael Gormley, we've got the Rosary Mysteries dot com linked at sunrisemorningshow.com dot com. You can view some really cool stuff over there. Thanks for helping to put this together, and hopefully, we'll talk to you again as you make more mysteries. All righty, God bless. All right, again, you can find that linked at sunrisemorningshow.com dot com. While you're there, click in the show notes, and you can check out the video stream for the show this morning as well. Half past the hour, here's Anna Mitchell with news.
3: Good morning. President Biden is scheduled to deliver remarks today on the terrorist attacks in Israel. Officials say he'll speak from the White House at 1 p.m. Eastern. Since Hamas' initial attack over the weekend, the death toll on both sides has risen to more than 1,500. Biden noted earlier Monday that it's likely American citizens are being held hostage by Hamas. Meanwhile, Hamas says it will execute hostages on a live broadcast if Israel targets civilians in Gaza. A Hamas spokesperson said they will respond to any targeting of people in their homes without warning. The militant group claims to have more than 100 hostages, including Israeli army officers. A senior U.S. official said Qatar has been in talks with Hamas about the hostages they're holding in Gaza. Meanwhile, the patriarchs and heads of churches in the Holy Land have been calling for peace and justice as this war rages on. In a statement in the wake of the attacks this weekend, they lamented the absence of justice and respect for human rights in the prolonged political conflict between the two, saying, quote, in these trying times, we come together to raise our voices in unity, echoing the divine message of peace and love for all humanity, end quote. In Rome, participants in the Synod on Synodality celebrated divine liturgy in St. Peter's Basilica yesterday as a new week of deliberations got underway. From Vatican Radio, Thaddeus Jones reports.
12: Patriarch Yusuf Absi, the Greek Melkite Patriarch of Antioch, celebrated according to the Byzantine rite at the altar of the chair. Cardinal Bechera Butros Rai, the Maronite patriarch of Antioch, delivered the homily reflecting on Jesus' invitation to pray for workers for God's abundant harvest. The Cardinal Patriarch noted that Jesus felt compassion for the large crowd which was following him and so told his disciples, the harvest is abundant, but the laborers are few, so ask the master of the harvest to send out laborers for his harvest.
14: Jesus, Cardinal said Jesus'
12: words offer a starting point to understand the current state of the church and the challenges facing society. He reflected first on the abundant harvest as a symbol of various pressing global issues that require attention and action from the church and all Christians. These issues, he said, include the pursuit of just peace amid ongoing wars, addressing climate change and protecting the environment, challenging exploitative economic systems aiding persecuted individuals, and healing the wounds inflicted by various forms of abuse. The Maronite patriarch of Antioch went on to consider the laborers who are called to gather the harvest. Cardinal Rye said the synod working document identifies these laborers as every person sent by Christ and guided by the Holy Spirit. God's spirit, said Cardinal Rye, is the true protagonist of the mission entrusted to the church and thus of the entire synodal journey. He said the suffering of the poor, discarded, refugees, innocent victims of wars, and the homeless all stir Christ's compassion and should stir our own. Christ has chosen each one of us to heal these wounds and strive for a better world where we can inhabit our common home in peace and tranquility. I'm Thaddeus Jones.
3: The Relator General of the Synod on Synodality is expecting tensions to rise as the work is underway this week in Rome. The Pillar reports Colonel Jean-Claude Holerich said so as delegates began reflecting on the section of the working document, which asks, how can we be more fully a sign and instrument of union with God and of the unity with all humanity? Cardinal Holerich said, let us not fear tensions. He said, tensions are part of the process as long as we see ourselves as brothers and sisters walking together. In Washington, House Republicans appeared divided on a new speaker. Mark Mayfield reports. Lawmakers
5: held what was described as an emotional two-hour meeting Monday night over the party's leadership situation after Kevin McCarthy was ousted last week. More meetings are scheduled for this week, while a vote to fill the House Speakership could happen as soon as Wednesday. Two candidates have stepped up to fill the role, Ohio Republican Jim Jordan and House Majority Leader Steve Scalise of Louisiana. I'm Mark Mayfield.
3: Oklahoma is one step closer to hosting the first religious public charter school in the country. The Oklahoma Statewide Virtual Charter School Board voted 3-2 to two yesterday to approve a contract with St. Isidore of Seville Catholic Virtual School. The application was approved in June, but its planned opening could be changed due to lawsuits that Oklahoma's attorney general says could end up at the Supreme Court. That's the news. It's 35 past the hour. The
0: The podcast of the Sunrise Morning Show and Driving Home the Faith lets you replay and share an interview. They even have markers to help you find the interview quickly. Sunrise Morning Show and Driving Home the Faith podcast are in the daily show notes at sacredheartradio.com.
12: Support for Sacred Heart Radio is from schneller Knockelman Plumbing, Heating, and Air. Treating customers with integrity for over 90 years for heating, air conditioning, water heaters, plumbing, and more. schneller Knockelman at skpha.com. skpha.com.
8: Pregnancy Center West
0: is committed to protecting the unborn by encouraging women to see and choose the beauty of life while offering practical assistance for them and their families. Donate securely online at supportpcw.org. That's supportpcw.org.
2: Sacred Heart Radio is blessed to have the support of Larkin Cobb Chevrolet Buick GMC in Eaton, Ohio, offering a wide range of new and used cars, trucks, and SUVs with on-site financing. Larkin Cobb, close to Eaton, Richmond, Dayton, and Brookville, on the web at larkincobb.com.
3: It's 24 minutes before the hour on this feast of Saint Daniel Comboni. Tuesday, October the 10th. Your forecast is brought to you on Sacred Heart Catholic Radio by Schneller-Naukeman Plumbing, Heating, and Air online at skpha.com. Looks like it's going to be a really nice fall day today. Right now, kind of chilly. Temperatures in the lower 40s as you're heading out the door. For Cincinnati, it'll be mostly sunny and pleasant today with a high of 64 degrees. A few clouds and chilly tonight with an overnight low of 45 degrees. Mostly cloudy tomorrow with an isolated rain chance and a high of 69 degrees. For the Miami Valley-Dayton area, sunny today with a high of 63. Clear skies tonight with some areas of frost possible and an overnight low of 39. Partly sunny with a few showers possible late in the day and a high of 67. This is Sacred Heart Catholic Radio.
2: Sunrise Morning Show continues. I'm Matt Swain, joined now by Steve Ray from CatholicConvert.com. And we've been going through all kinds of different things in the Bible. And uh, today we talk about a couple of characters in the Scripture uh, who are pretty foundational to our understanding of salvation history, Abraham and Sarah. Good morning, Steve. How are you? Good morning, Matt.
17: I'm doing just fine.
2: All right, so today uh, we get to talk about these two people who are recognized by Islam, Judaism, and Christianity, Abram and Sarai. Uh, But let's talk a little bit about that uh, that first kind of encounter with them in the scriptures. Like, where do we see them, and how often do we see them in the Bible?
17: Well, good questions. First of all, yesterday was the feast day of Saint Abraham. In the church calendar, he is considered a saint, and yesterday was his feast day. Most Catholics don't know that. But Abram, and abraham the same guy he had his name changed from abram to abraham and sarai to sarah abram's mentioned 324 times in the bible you'd be hard pressed to find somebody mentioned more than that the only one is actually is moses um he's mentioned a lot of times but 324 times and sarah is mentioned 79 times. You won't find a woman mentioned more in the Bible than Sarah. She is the number one mentioned. And in the Catechism, this is also significant. Abraham's mentioned 58 times and Sarah four times.
2: Wow. So there you go. Um, there's a lot uh, to, to unpack about these stories because there's just so much going. But why do we care about him as Catholics? Because, I mean, he is he's way on back there.
17: Yeah, he's way back to almost 4,000 years ago. So he's ground zero, really, for us. He, God looked for a man to start over with, looked for someone that he could build a covenant on so that he could start bringing his people into existence so eventually the Messiah would come from a people that recognized him and has a long story of salvation history. So he's really ground zero, the beginning of everything for us in the story of salvation history. And uh, Romans 4, 16 says, we are all sons of Abraham by faith and share the faith of Abraham, for he is the father of us all. So he really is the father of all of us, whether they're Jews that are by blood or by us, by faith, we're the children of Abraham. So he's ground zero for us. That's why he's so important for us as Catholics. And yet Catholics know very little about him.
2: Well, and uh, we know very little about him, but he knew even less about what the Lord was asking of him, (laughs) right? So you talk about a guy who steps out on faith. I mean, he steps out on faith with almost no information to go on.
17: Yes, it, it, I love this poem. It's a, I'm just going to I'm just going to paraphrase just a few lines. God speaks to him and says, Abraham, I want you to go. He's 75 years old. Sarah's 65 years old. They live in Ur, uh, which is in Iraq of today, by the Tigris and Euphrates River. I've been there. That's the place where they lived. And God speaks to him, and, and this is a supposed response, Abraham gave am i supposed to scuttle my life upon the road to some mumbled nowhere 1600 miles by the way of traveling in 10 generations since the flood you've spoken to no one now like thunder on a clear day you give commands pull up my tent desert my home the graves of my ancestors you come late lord you come very late but my camels will leave in the morning I get goosebumps every time I read that. This is why he's the father of faith. He, he you know, you and I would have said, well, what kind of a pension am I gonna have when I get there? Do I have a deed to the land I want it signed? What's my medical insurance? He just got his camels and he left and went and waited. Where am I going, God? God says, I'll tell you to stop when you get there.
2: It is uh, a powerful story. And it's one that we you know, see recounted uh, in Hebrews chapter 11 right, that that really unpacks what kind yeah. of a, a, an icon of faith Abraham is for us, but not just of a, a faith, but of friendship with God, right? This is a, this is a, a title that uh, that is applied to Abraham.
17: He's the only one in the Bible referred to as the friend of God. Moses spoke to God face to face, there's others that walked with God, but three times in the Bible, Abraham is called the friend of God, and he's the only one. In fact, the place where he lived in the uh, oaks of Mamre, even today in Hebron, is called Khalil, meaning Arabic for the friend of God. But you know, not only him, but Sarah also is praised because she doesn't get much mentioned because Abraham is the star witness of course in all of this but she is no other woman in the bible is honored as much as Sarah and in the especially in the old testament her name is mentioned more than anybody else she's the mother of all the nations it's kings and peoples will come from you it says in Genesis and and the book of Hebrews says by faith Sarah herself re- received power to conceive when she was past the age of birth since she considered him faithful who had promised and she's one of the women listed in the catechism as those who prepared the way for the Blessed Virgin Mary. So she also has high praise in Scripture and in the, in the history of the Church.
2: Well, And you have to know that anybody who has even the slightest idea of the history of Israel is going to open up Luke's Gospel and see the story of Zechariah and Elizabeth, and immediately the first thing that's going to come to their mind is, Uh, in hearing about the conception of John the Baptist is Abraham and Sarah, right? I mean, this is probably one of the first things that someone would think of in hearing this new story of God's covenant.
17: Yes and then when Mary sings the magnificat she refers to how God has kept his promise to Abraham and our fathers he is considered the father of the of the people of God and even Mary in her song says that she that God has kept his promises to Abraham and to the fathers so this is Abraham goes all through the scripture starts you asked me earlier it starts in Genesis chapter 11 where we're introduced to his family and his father Terah And they make this long journey at the command of God all the way up the Fertile Crescent from the uh, Persian Gulf all the way up to, uh, in Turkey of today, Haran, and then down south into what was called Canaan and is now called Israel. So this is the, you know, if you consider this, Matt, they traveled 1,600 miles. And when you're going with flocks and herds, the maximum you could travel a day was six miles a day. So divide 1600 by six and that's how long that journey was for them
2: it's a long time it is a very long time but i wonder uh since we don't have a whole ton of time left and there's just so many events in the life of abraham to cover at least tell us about the name change
17: well, the name change is significant, and, and and for us, it's not a big deal, but in those, eight, those days, a name had a very close association with a person, their character, their personality, whatever, and so when Abram, his name means father, he has no son, and at 75, it's kind of a cruel name, actually, to be called Abram, father, when you don't have any kids, but then God says, I'm making a covenant, and The nations will come from you. I'm going to change your name from Father Abram to Abraham, which means father of nations. So this is a new office, a new dignity he's given, just like Peter from Simon to be called Rock. And even John Paul II says that Mary has a new name. When it says, Hail, full of grace, that word is Kahare Tomene. And John Paul says, that's Mary's name in the eyes of God, one who is full of grace. So when somebody gets a name change in the Bible, it's very significant because it means a new or or more um, advanced calling or office or dignity before God. And so here we have Abraham. He's the one with a big name change. And then his grandson gets a name change, too, from Jacob to Israel.
2: Yes, and uh, that is after a, a strange night, and I'm sure we'll get to <laughs> get to that uh, on down the road. But in the meantime, Steve Ray, if our listeners want to connect with you, catch some of your resources, and find out what you're up to, uh, how do they do so?
17: Catholicconvert.com, and my new book on Genesis just came out, so if you want to read all these stories, it's very readable. And I also have a movie called Mo, uh, Abraham, Father of Faith and Works, a documentary we filmed all on location.
2: So, Catholicconvert.com. And you get to see Steve with his favorite animal in the world, the camel.
1: Good,
2: <laughs> good stuff. Steve, have a wonderful day. Thanks, Matt. All right, with St. Teresa of Avila's Feast Day coming up, we'll talk about her in the Office of Readings with Chris McGregor next. It's 14 till. Support
0: is from Solidarity Healthshare.
10: Do you have an insurance plan that pays for everything, even things that violate your beliefs? Have you ever felt there has to be a better way, but didn't know you had any options? If you answered yes, I've got some good news for you there is a better way and a more affordable way. Solidarity HealthShare can save you hundreds of dollars each month while actually supporting your beliefs. Because the best news is that Solidarity HealthShare costs a whole lot less than insurance. It's time to jump in and put your money where your faith is and put some money back into your wallet at the same time.
8: Join Solidarity HealthShare, a faith-based healthcare sharing community. Prices start as low as $384 a month for families. Call to see how much you can save. 844 334 3245. That's 844 334 3245. Solidarity Health Share. 844 334 3245.
2: We know a lot of you love anything pumpkin-flavored, and others, well, not so much. But the Mystic Monks of Wyoming are taking care of both of you with their coffee.
3: That's right. Their seasonal favorite pumpkin spice blend is available, along with other normal flavors. And when you purchase them after clicking the Mystic Monk link at SunriseMorningShow.com, you earn us a commission.
2: While you're at our site, pick up a
3: Sunrise Morning
2: Show mug in our online store.
3: Get a mug and link to Mystic Monk coffee at SONRISEMorningShow.com. Thank
2: He is honored by the church as
5: a saint and the first diocesan priest to be declared a doctor of the church.
15: Matthew Bunsen and the doctors of the church.
5: St. John of Avila was known to his contemporaries as a spiritual master and he served as a guide to some of the greatest saints of the 1500s. He also called for true reform in the church and was a role model for the priesthood even today. He died in
9: 1569.
3: To find out more, visit EWTN.com and click on Catholicism.
2: 12 till here's Anna with headlines.
3: President Biden is scheduled to deliver remarks today on the ongoing war between Israel and Hamas militants. The patriarchs and heads of churches in the Holy Land are calling for peace and justice as the violence rages on in the region. And the relator general of the Synod on Synodality says he expects tensions to rise this week as work continues at the Senate Hall in Rome. You can hear news at the top and bottom of each hour right here on the Sunrise Morning Show. It's 12 till. Chris McGregor back with us now on the Sunrise Morning Show from discerninghearts.com. Good morning, Chris. Good morning, my dear friend. How are you today? I am doing just fine. Thank you. Always happy to have you. And you're you're a lay benedictine right a benedictine oblate is that right yes ma'am okay but you really really love all of the carmelite
18: saints right i sure do i sure do they have such a uh, way of being able to enter into the very depths of deep listening Mm -hmm. you know but one of the practices for a benedictine oblate is lexio divina It's, you know, divine listening, listening to the sacred word. and No one listens quite as deeply as a Carmelite. (laughs) And uh, our our wonderful St. Teresa of Avila, whose name I took when I became an oblate. Um, She uh, she really has such wonderful ways of, well, others were mapping the world back in the 1500s. She was mapping the interior life. Oh, man. And uh, we are so blessed for that.
3: We absolutely are. So this week's selection from the Office of Readings is for her October 15th feast day. How does she reflect in this selection on the friendship that we can have in
18: Christ? Well, we really need that. She reminds us that it's Christ Jesus who dwells in a man as his friend. Now, he dwells within us by virtue of our baptism, right? And so she said... For Christ helps and strengthens us and never abandons us. And this is, you know, he, this, as she says, he is a true friend. He never leaves, no matter what we do. Sometimes we, we think that, oh, well, I've sinned, and so God's no longer with me. Oh, no, he's right there in it. He's right there in it. I can't help but recall right now so many of us are anxious. So many of us are scared because of what we are hearing and seeing it happen in a beautiful holy land. I was just yeah. there in June, and it just, it just, the the, the cry, Rachel weeping for her children. And it, it, you know, at those times, we need to remember that Christ is right there in the midst of all of that, too. He doesn't leave us. Yeah. And that's, you know, she's reminding us of that.
3: Yeah. What more do we desire from such a good friend at our side? Unlike our friends in the world, he will never abandon us when we are troubled or distressed. We have to trust in that.
18: That's right. And so we continually draw upon that. She, You know, this is such a wonderful selection and we could spend hours on it. Yeah. But she would say that what more do we desire from such a good friend at our side? You know, she said she she has studied the saints, She's gone back and she too, like us, has reflected on the lives of Francis, Anthony of Padua, Bernard, great Benedictine, Uh uh, Catherine of Siena. And she said, all those, a person must walk along this path in freedom, placing himself in God's hands and having this, this friendship this loving relationship with Jesus. You can't get around him, Anna. He no. is, you, it's through him, with him, and in him. Don't try to get around him, right? Exactly, exactly. Whenever we think of Christ, we should recall
3: that the love, we should recall the love that led him to bestow on us so many graces and favors, and also the great love God showed in giving, in, in giving us in Christ a pledge of his love, for love calls for love, in return. I mean, this is one of those things that I, I constantly have to bring myself back to, Chris, when when going through a, a time of distress and wondering where is the Lord in all this, and it's like, Annie, go back and look at how He operated in your life in the past, and you're going to find Him in the exact same way.
18: Oh yeah, you know, one of her spiritual daughters, the the wonderful, humble, beautiful. Uh, Saint Elizabeth of the Trinity yeah. will remind us in her retreats that the abyss of His mercy meets the abyss of our misery. Oh, wow. He just he just takes it and assumes it, and that for love calls for love in return. That's that's the dynamic of relationship, right? And that's the heart of the Trinity. The father loves. It's it's a it's a not it's not just a static word. It's a relationship. I mean, you have those beautiful children of yours. If you just looked at him and said, "Oh, I love you," but you never fed them, you never took care of them, never changed their diaper, never did these things that you know love does, um, it it just it it wouldn't mean anything. So of course, the father loves them in that. And immediacy there this, this, the sun in return back and forth and back and forth, and they call us into it too well, and you, it will never abandon us.
3: you know, I love that you made that point about love being in action because I want to look at a line here that seems really small, a really small point in in her overall piece here but but I think it's really striking, I think it's actually a really huge point. she says God desires. That these graces must come to us from the hands of christ through his most sacred humanity in which god takes delight you know i think that some might think that the incarnation was this sort of like divine band-aid right like Mm -hmm. that god after the fall was just like well this is the only way that i'm going to be able to to save them i'm going to have to send my son as if this was some sort of like. God needs, God didn't know what was going to happen. God needed to fix it. Like, you know, after it's, after it's broken, but, but St. Teresa tells us God takes delight in becoming
18: man. I find that so fascinating. Isn't it? It's just something you could sit and ponder. The fact that he created us in his image. Yeah, When he, when, when all of creation was finished, the, 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 uh, the very pinnacle of it all was the creation of man, and he said it was good. He didn't say it was just good. He said it was very good. Yeah. And so, of course, when this this moment happened and we made the man made a choice to turn away from him, it it in essence, I don't want to say it broke the heart of God because He's so immense and so unimpotent, but that love, desire to to love. And then have love in return. And so he seeks us out. He says, Come back to me, as the prophets would say. You know, and so he he in his he takes form in the humanity that he created. Us, we are good, we are very good. And he loves us and he wants us to experience everything he has reserved for us, but we have to be open to it. Yeah. You know, we as she says, the line that jumped out at me was. You know, we have to receive. We have to take in that abundance of graces He offers to us. Yeah,
3: and it I think starts in recognizing that we were made very good, and that we actually can enter into friendship with our Lord. So many people don't believe that about themselves, and Isn't it? and it's so tragic, so tragic. It is tragic, tragic, and it, it's neat.
18: It's a wonderful, it's a gift.
3: It is, it is. Chris McGregor is online at discerninghearts.com. You can find that linked at sunrisemorningshow.com. Our Benedict and who loves the Carmelites. Chris, mm-hmm. it was so good to talk to you today, thank you. Thank you, Anna, you have a great day. You do the same, thank you very much. All right, that'll do it for this national edition of the Sunrise Morning Show. May God bless you and keep you and grant you his peace.
9: In this crazy world, where can Catholics go with their hard-earned money and not support businesses that go against our faith? Check out the Angels List on sacredheartradio.com. It's a list of businesses owned and operated by our Catholic brothers and sisters who underwrite Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. And if you'd like to get your business on the Angels List, email me, Leah, at sacredheartradio.com. That's Leah at sacredheartradio.com.
0: Support for Sacred Heart Radio is from Hoting Realtors. Equipped with the latest technology and market knowledge, Hoting Realtors can make the buying and selling process easier. 513-451-4800 513-451-4800
9: and hoting.com. Why wait in endless lines at the pharmacy when Brozart Pharmacy, a proud supporter of Sacred Heart Radio, can fill your prescriptions in a timely manner with high quality. Brozart Pharmacy, fast, friendly service without the wait. 513
13: Working to see the culture of life prevail in the Miami Valley, Dayton Right to Life is here to protect God's gift of life through law, education, and community action, from fertilization to natural death. Find Dayton Right to Life online at DaytonLife.org. That's DaytonLife.org. Central Fabricators, proud supporters of Sacred Heart Radio, custom builds and repairs corrosion-resistant storage tanks, reactors, and pressure vessels. These are used to manufacture liquids used in everyday products like health and beauty aids, pharmaceuticals, and food. Central Fabricators uses the latest in technology and modern equipment to deliver quality products, and big orders are not a problem. Central Fabricators, ASME certified, and on the web at centralfabricators.com.
16: That's centralfabricators.com. Offering Catholic retreats based on Ignatian spirituality, the Jesuit Spiritual Center is offering weekend retreats this fall led by various retreat masters, including Father Michael Graham. Join us this October for a weekend of silence as you experience the great treasures of the spiritual exercises of St. Ignatius of Loyola. Register now at Jesuitspiritualcenter.com. Jesuitspiritualcenter.com. That's Jesuitspiritualcenter.com. Support for Sacred Heart Radio is from Ken
2: Herbert Plumbing. Ken Herbert Plumbing, a drain cleaning specialist, uses color drain cameras to help find and fix drainage issues. Ken Herbert Plumbing, for residential and commercial plumbing repair. 513-383-2974.
0: Support for Sacred Heart Radio is from Honda East. With their exclusive Life Care Plus protection, if something goes wrong with your new Honda, you're covered. Help
2: me, Honda East. Get the car that I
0: want. Online at HondaEastCincy.com. This is Father Benedict Kroll, the Director of Mission Advancement for the Angelicum in Rome. Thank you for listening to Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. 740 WNOP Newport, 910 WPFB Middletown, or get the app, stream, podcast, and more at sacredheartradio.com.
2: Tuesday, the 10th of October, it's the Feast of St. Daniel Comboni. Let's pray together in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. O God, we are the works of your hands. Shape us in the image of Christ our Lord. O God, we are but a moment in the